The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Here we go, back in the saddle. Good to be at work. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. You know the drill. You can watch online. Stream the show, 680thefan.com. And listen on the fan mobile app, and that is driven by our friends at Beaver Toyota of Coming. Where you can shop online for your next car. Go to beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. 10 o'clock hour on the show brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. DT and Road Dog in the house. We are ready. To get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. And I want to start and try to explain my Heisman ballot. Gotten a little bit of criticism, which is okay. I sort of figured that would be the case. A lot of support, too. It uh, seems that if you voted for the mailman, you're either a homer or an idiot. Best I can tell. My ballot read like this. Number one. Stetson Bennett. Number two, the TCU quarterback. Number three, the USC quarterback. The Heisman mission statement reads, and I quote, goes to the outstanding college football player whose performance best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity. Winners epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. It does not say the honor goes to the quarterback with the best stats. Look, if that was the deal, they wouldn't need voters. They could just use the computer-generated stats, and they the, the computer would decide who's the Heisman winner. Stetson Bennett has been a great leader and persevered through tough times when no one believed in him, including me. He went to work at junior college, won a title, returned to Georgia, won a job, and delivered a natty. And this season, Bennett has been amazing against top 25 competition. Check out the numbers. A lot of these critics have not. Stetson did not pile up meaningless stats against bad competition in the fourth quarter of blowout games. The TCU quarterback also overcame tremendous adversity, health-wise. Delivered numerous clutch, big-time performances this season and leading his team to the playoffs. Impressive. Caleb Williams won the award, and I... I applaud him for winning over a completely different locker room in less than a year. He goes from Oklahoma to USC 
two completely different environments, completely different teammates. He won them over, led his new team back to prominence. Impressive. Plus, he had those stats. Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud also got serious consideration from me. In conclusion, Stetson Bennett deserved to be in New York as a finalist. If you don't believe that, well, we'll just have to disagree. And there's your big take today. Yeah, Bulldog people obviously supported my uh, voting. Uh, If you weren't a Georgia Bulldog fan, I was getting killed out there on social media. But I think the people being critical uh, either didn't pay attention or completely unaware the impact that Stetson Bennett has made at Georgia this year in particular. And that's what the vote is this season. So I'm going to stick to my vote there. Stick to the vote. Let's chop it up. Talk a little Braves baseball. We got a big trade to talk talk about. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. I try to get the monitor on in here that has the clock on it. I don't think the locker room uses it. That's not on? It's I'll, never on. Is it on now? No. All right, well, we'll, we'll get it on for you. They're like, how, yeah. how, how, how can you run a radio like, show and not know what time it is? Yeah, that's, that's the, well, yeah, I guess you're early or late going to the breaks all the time. <laughs> all right, let's uh, break down this Braves trade with the Oakland A's and the Milwaukee Brewers were involved. Braves bring in Sean Murphy, 28-year-old catcher, four seasons with the Oakland A's. And pretty impressive work he had this past season, 148 games, hit 250, 18 bombs, 66 RBI. 5.1 war stat, second among major league catchers behind Real Muto. Braves will have control of him contract-wise for three years. I believe he's a free agent after the 25 season. Now, the Brewers got... Braves catcher William Contreras, an all-star DH this past season. The A's get Manny Pena and also left-handed starter Kyle Muller, plus Freddie Tarnock and a couple of other prospects you probably have never heard of. Now back to Murphy. Murphy, offensively, he takes a big, hard, aggressive swing at the plate. And he hit some absolute rockets this season. Opposite field power. You saw him hitting home runs from right center to center to left center to left field. Hit some absolute bombs. Takes a big swing at the plate. He's also got a strong and accurate throwing arm. And is a really solid receiver. Which means he handles the pitching staff very well. Number three is that Sean Murphy apparently is a pro's pro, a real professional, does things right. He's going to fit in with this Atlanta Braves clubhouse very quickly. If you're wondering about William Contreras, what happened there? Well, best I can tell, the Braves were never really impressed with his ability to be a receiver. As I was talking about with Sean Murphy, Excellent handling the staff, framing pitches, gets high marks with that. Contreras, not so much. 
And I always thought it was because, well, they asked him to, you know, uh, stick that one leg out. The trend that you see with these catchers now, you sort of squat with one knee bent and the other one sticking out wide. Contreras never really comfortable doing that. So the Braves were willing to give him up because they're never impressed with his ability defensively. Now, what happens to Travis Darno? And I saw where Anthopoulos called up Darno, uh, trying to explain to him, look, Murphy's not going to catch 150 games. You're not going to be the backup catcher. We're going to split time with you and Murphy catching and DHing. And some members of the media still believe they might end up trading Darno, which might come in handy to try to fit Dansby Swanson. If they were able to re-sign him, free up some money, make it a little more workable. But uh, Sean Murphy, uh, pull up the video. And I'm constantly amazed at some of these sports talk radio know-it-alls that will talk about a guy I've never seen him. They never took the time to search up and see video highlights, watch a guy play before they come on the air. That's the first thing I do. Sean Murphy. Let me search this guy up. Let me check out his highlight reel, get a feel for what he does. So I can come on and talk about the guy. Sean Murphy's going to fit in well. And the Braves have a guy that can go out there and catch. You're going to see him a lot this season behind the plate. In fact, I love the deal. I'll miss Contreras. I loved his ability to swing the bat. Muller, I always felt like he had a chance if he could just control, uh, get better control, that he had a chance to be a starter in the big leagues. He gets his chance now out in Oakland. Maybe he's a better fit in the American League. But I do believe the Braves got the best of this deal. And Dudden Anthopoulos always seemed to get the best of these deals. Braves got better with the trade for Sean Murphy. All right. So there you go. By the way, congratulations to Dansby Swanson getting married over the weekend at the Ritz-Carlton Lake Oconee. Saw Freddie Freeman and his lovely wife made the trip in for that. Just a wonderful time in a guy's life getting hitched up like that. Now, as I understand it, she plays soccer in Chicago. Hmm. So the Cubs are chasing Dansby Swanson. That would appear to be a really good fit for he and his newlywed wife playing for the Cubs. Plus the Red Sox, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, all reportedly talking with Dansby about uh, maybe joining their club, their organization. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. All right, coming up on the other side, man, we're going to dive into the big topic. We're going to talk about the Falcons and their new quarterback and their former quarterback. We'll hit that next, plus a college football top five. We've got plenty to go. Glad you're with us. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Smalls for you there. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Glad to be back in the saddle today after a couple of days off. Got a few vacation days I need to take before the end of the year. And I want to tell you about the podcast park, man. We've got an incredible array of podcasts during football season, especially both college and pro. We got it all covered. Uh, the Podcast Park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union, and we've got you covered. I've got Bucks Bead, Episode 77 up, a Georgia-Ohio State Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl preview with my man Eric Zier. So we give you a little preview of the big game coming up here in a few days. Uh, so you can check that out at thepodcastpark.com. And if you miss the Buck Baloo Show live from 10 to 11, most of the time you can check out the show podcast uh, Any time during the uh, day after we go off the air. So there you go with that. Uh, let's talk a little Falcons football, brother. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, let's talk a little Falcons. Big story out there broke last week. Falcons are turning to Desmond Ritter as their new quarterback with four games left in the season. And in, very interesting is the news coming down over the last 24 hours. The former starting quarterback, Marcus Mariota, going on the IR apparently with a knee injury. And let's see, four games left in the season. You're going on the IR. Oh, he's going to be out the rest of the year. So what are we to believe about the decision to go to Ritter at this point in time in the season. Before we dive into that, let's hear from the Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith. See, so interacts with the media on this topic. And that had nothing to do with the, the move here, Josh, but there's, you know, a lot of athletes, some chronic, nothing that's been an issue this season, but that's their prerogative. And so, you know, as this happens, you know, that's why we signed Logan on Saturday to Make sure we have depth there, and we'll, you know, once that decision is made, then I'll update you. But he's not here right now, so. But he, but he would, if you had not made the switch, this and anything wouldn't have come out. He wouldn't have. Josh, I'm not, I'm not a medical expert. Just telling you, it had nothing to do with the decision, and we'll just see how the week plays out. Hmm. What are we to believe on that one? Because previously, if you read between the lines, Ritter not, not exactly ready to go as the starting quarterback to help you win. And suddenly, as the Falcons fall to 5-8 and eight on the season, now Ritter's ready to play, apparently. Hmm. What are we to believe? It wouldn't be the first time that a head coach got in front of the media and fudged on the truth. Well, we were also told at a different point that this was, quote, performance-based. 
Now, I don't know if that means it's based on Marcus Mariota's performance or Desmond Ritter's performance, but that's what something. That's another thing we heard from Coach Smith. Here's what I believe. You know, I heard turnoff yesterday. Basically, if I recall correctly, uh, wondering, passing a little blame on uh, it was Mariota at fault for the Falcons not throwing the ball more. And if you look at passing attempts in the National Football League, Falcons are 31st in the league and throwing it around. And here's what I believe. I believe the primary reason the Falcons are 31st in the National Football League in passing attempts is because Arthur Smith, after a year on the job, figured out that his offensive line can't pass protect effectively. They simply can't pass protect. Matt Ryan, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league, got sacked 40 times last season. So you live and learn as a head coach, a game planner, a play caller. And I believe that's what Arthur Smith came to terms with is we, we can't survive behind this offensive line throwing the ball over 30 times a game. So it forced Artie to feature the running game every single week this season. Because, look, if the, the honest truth is this. The left guard position is the worst in the National Football League. The center position is the worst in the National Football League. The right tackle is simply a run blocker. He's not a pass blocker. So three of the five offensive line spots are among the worst in the National Football League. You can't survive throwing the ball 30 to 45 times a game. And that's why I believe they, they don't throw it around very much. They can't protect. And it goes back to what I've said all along. The main problem with, with my Atlanta Falcons is the front office. They're not on the same page. Whoever's drafting these players is not on the same page with the head coach and what he wants to do schematically. I mean, look, we're taking Kyle Pitts, who's a receiver. He's not a blocker. And you got the coach trying to beef him up so he can become a blocker at the tight end spot. So obviously they, they were never on the same page with that first-round pick selection. Now what? You know, this past NFL draft, we're taking a receiver with the first-round pick, and the coach is wanting to run the football. Call me crazy, but doesn't it all start up front on the offensive line? We're talking offense here. Doesn't it start with the offensive line? I mean, if you can't open up holes, how are you going to run the football? If you can't pass protect, how are you going to throw the football effectively? And until you shore up the offensive line... We got three gaping holes on that offensive line. How are you going to win? Got to be on the same page. Working together. And I just don't see that happening, even with this, with this new administration, as far as the general manager and the head coach goes. And look, for those of you saying, Billy, why you continue to hate on Ritter, I, look, I, I, I hope it works out. I really do. I'm a Falcons guy. always have been. I want us to have a legitimate quarterback. I hope Desmond Ritter turns out to be the next Warren Moon. Or if you don't remember who that was, the next Jalen Hurts.
But the honest truth is what you're going to see these last four games, the talent that surrounds Ritter is not real good. Combine that with the fact he has zero NFL experience. This is probably not going to go well. And my prediction is two weeks, three weeks down the road, what we're going to hear is the fans are going to want to drop Ritter, move on from Desmond, and they'll be focused on drafting another quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. So I'm ready to give up the fight. Get ready for that. 404-231-1680, the phone number. We'd love for you to jump in here and kick it around. I think we covered that. And this Mariota thing, really curious. Suddenly he's got a knee injury. Hmm. Going on the IR. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, the offensive line can't protect. And that's the bottom line. I think we all can see that. All right, while we're waiting on uh, Road Dog to get these callers lined up, let's let's hit that college football top five, man. I'm looking forward to this. Best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck, we got a deep south. I'll turn the microphone down. We got a deep south top five, jumping all over the place. Starting on the flats, though. How you feel about Brent Key's offensive coordinator hire at Georgia Tech? We talked about what a big deal this was going to be. Who, If he gets it right with the offensive coordinator, what do you think, Buck? I'm giving it a thumbs up. Okay. Thumbs up, and it has nothing to do, trust me, nothing to do. Because he's a, he's a Georgia guy. With That's him coming from he's the a University local. He's of Georgia. A, even more local than that. Well, he knows all about the state of Georgia. So he spent two years on Kirby Smart's staff helping develop the quarterbacks. I'd say he's done a pretty good job. And the information I've always gotten about Todd Monken, if, and I spoke about it from the first year that Monken was on the staff, it got off to a rough start, start between him and Kirby, I believe, because Kirby was really sort of crazy down there on the sideline. You saw him screaming into that, that headset. And apparently that, that wasn't going over well in the beginning, but uh, Monken, a tough guy, overcame that. I think they're in a much better place these days. But uh, we, we've heard for two years now Monken could be leaving, moving on, maybe gets another head coaching job or moves back into the National Football League. It hadn't happened. But if it did, the information I was getting was that Kirby was going to promote Buster Faulkner into the offensive coordinator's job. Mm. So I believe Tech is getting a, a really good coach, a guy that can develop quarterbacks, a guy that schematically is is on top of things as we sit here in 2022. Cutting-edge kind of guy doing uh, scheme-wise some wonderful things. I believe he believes in, in a little bit of balance. He's not an air raid guy that's going to throw it 90% of the time. He believes in running the football, but at the same time believes in spreading the field, multiple wide receivers, and throwing the ball around. I think Tech and Brent Kia, they've got an offensive coordinator that is a coach on the move up. 
I give that move a thumbs up for Brent Key. Good job, Coach. Much all about Faulkner, and on top of that, yes, yeah, stealing him from the in-state rival. That's a that's a good get for Brent Key and the staff. Yeah, offensive coordinator's going to pay a lot more than the analyst. Yeah, job. sure. Yeah, obviously a, a step up there for Mr. Faulkner. All right, Buck, moving from the from the flats to the plains. Would Auburn be a good fit for Coastal Carolina's quarterback Grayson McCall? McCall? That's McCall. That's what I'm hearing here. Uh, yeah, I believe that to be the case. I mean, this guy has won that conference offensive player of the year award like three or four times. And he's got some eligibility left. He's looking. His coach left, by the way, to replace Freeze at Liberty. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to go through this transition final year over there at Coastal Carolina. So he's looking for a place to transfer and play football. Why wouldn't he want to go to Auburn, play for the Tigers, and play for Hugh Freeze with that scheme that he runs, I believe is perfect for Grayson McCall. And Robbie Ashford, I'm sure, was ready for some type of competition to be heading his way. This would be a really intriguing quarterback competition at Auburn if McCall decides he's going to transfer to Auburn. You like Ashford's chances in that competition? I think athletically, yeah, he's really impressive. He could just improve his... Uh, the passing part of the job, he, he might be able to hold him off, but that would be a really good competition. All right, we'll keep an eye on that in the offseason over at Auburn. All right, Buck, moving to uh, one of the bowl games coming up. Intriguing matchup. Give us give us a few tips on the Orange Bowl, the, the orangest of Orange Bowls with uh, Tennessee and Clemson coming up on December 30th. Well, I mean, these aren't going to be the teams you saw during the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it takes a little bit of the shine off this matchup. I mean, look at Tennessee. They've got a new quarterback. Hooker's hurt. So they'll have a uh, number two quarterback in there. Apparently, both their wide receivers are going to be gone. Uh, Cedric Tillman now moving on to the NFL process. Gone. And I believe Hyatt's going to be right there with him. Gone. So quarterback and two big play receivers missing for Tennessee. Holy cow. You got uh, Clemson going with a new quarterback. They've turned to the freshman Cade Klubnick, and we'll find out if he's the real deal. I I think Dabo and his staff have handled this thing pretty well. Cade Klubnick was not ready to be the quarterback earlier in the season, so it's given him a chance for a good, slow transition to become more comfortable sliding into the role here at the end of the year. Saw him play just a little bit against Georgia Tech in the opener and didn't play a lot the rest of the year. Look, look pretty darn good against North Carolina in that ACC title game. 20-24. Ran it seven times for 30 yards and a touchdown. So looking forward to seeing him. Here's the thing that is a little bit of a surprise, and I guess it has something to do with the changes that are now going on with both teams. They, uh, they average a combined 80 points a game this season, Clemson and Tennessee. 80 points a game they average together. I think the over and under 64. I was going to say, we're not going to see 80 in this one, I don't think. Dabo stepping up saying, we've got no shot unless we score a lot of points in this game. I don't know. I feel like I feel better about Clemson with their backup quarterback than I do with Tennessee and their backup quarterback. Yeah, Joe Milton, not that impressive. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on that one. The Orange Bowl coming up December 30th. All right. Finally, moving over to uh, Alabama. We've got two more here in the top five. Jermaine Burton. Coming back. 
Is that the right decision for uh, the Alabama receiver, Buck? Uh, I think maybe I'd transfer back to Georgia. Okay. That was Jermaine Come Burton. on back, man. Because who's the Alabama quarterback next season? Well, good question. It's not going to be Bryce Young. It's going to be Jalen Milrow? He's more of a runner. We saw him. He's more of a runner than a passer. But uh, Burton, probably smart, not going to the NFL right now. His numbers were really down this past season. We'll keep an eye on Burton as well. All right, Buck. And finally, very sad news coming out of college football. Uh, Over the last few days developing, and now we finally hear this morning the passing of uh, Mike Leach. I know you just wanted to touch on that, Buck. Yeah, uh, Coach Leach and I, we we had a connection, and that was Valdosta, my hometown. One of his first coaching jobs was at Valdosta State. And I just wrapped up two years of coaching on my cabin staff, coaching the quarterbacks and receivers at Valdosta State. And a couple of years later, here comes Mike Leach in there. And I uh, just feel really fortunate now that I had a chance to spend about an hour with Coach back during the spring. Uh, my daughter was visiting Mississippi State. We're at the Mississippi State baseball game, and had, he was in one of the uh, suites next to where I was watching the game and was told, look, Coach Leach wants you to come over next door and, and talk to him. So I went over next door, and we spent about an hour together reliving uh, some of his time in Valdosta, which was very special to him. He had a young family. His daughter was a aspiring uh, fast-pitch softball player, and he had a lot of good memories of being down in, in Valdosta. And we, we talked about multiple things, and I spent about an hour with him, and then I had a chance to uh, see him the Georgia-Mississippi State game. And with him passing away, you know, it sort of takes my breath away a little bit, uh, but just feel really fortunate to have spent a little time with him prior to uh, this going down the, this past week uh, weekend. But, uh, yeah, I feel bad for his uh, family prayers and, and thoughts going out to his family and the people at Mississippi State. He's going to be missed, but but not forgotten. Well said, Buck. Yeah, and obviously a tremendous loss for Mississippi State, but not just them, the SEC, not just college football, the entire world of football. Um, a, a devastating loss for a real innovator of the game and one of the greatest characters we've we've ever had. So Easy to talk to. I I'm, I'm, I'm wish I was uh, able to say that, Buck, but I'm glad you got to spend some time with him. Absolutely. All right, hang on, callers. We'll get to the Bulldog Roundtable and take a couple of calls after that. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Hey, big uh, shout-out and congratulations to a couple of Bulldog players who made the first-team All-American team. believe this was the AP, so the sports writers, voted Jalen Carter, who missed a chunk of the season, injured. Came back with a vengeance here at the end of the year. Totally uh, wreaking havoc. Uh, Jalen Carter, defensive lineman, first-team All-American. Fabulous. Also, Chris Smith, who had a chance to sit down. I've had a chance to interview him uh, multiple times. I would say four or five times over the last two seasons. And I've always been impressed with Chris Smith. 
not only with the way he played the game on the field, by the way he was able to interact off the field. Uh, Hapeville High School, uh, that area of Atlanta, really impressive dude. Played, uh, <clears throat> gave Georgia a lot of big plays defensively <clears throat> out of that secondary spot. Chris Smith has been amazing over the last two years. So uh, great to see those two guys as first-team All-Americans. A little surprise, though, where we had uh, Brock Bowers win the John Mackey Award that goes to college football's top tight end. And yet the sports writers have him second team? Come on. How can that be? How, how are you voted like the nation's top tight end and then your second team All-American? Leave it to the writers to pull off something like this. I think NFL scouts might vote differently as opposed to the writers. Look, the kid at Notre Dame's an excellent Absolutely. tight end. Absolutely, had a choice between the two of them. I think Brock Bowers is the guy most people would go with. Uh, Stetson, too, coming off a big weekend there in New York with the Heisman presentation. And I love the way he wrapped up the weekend by saying, and I quote, the real season starts now, meaning the college football playoffs are getting underway. Let's hear from Stetson talking about Ohio State. I've only skimmed through the Michigan game, but from what I've seen, you know, obviously Ohio State's up there in the recruiting rankings, and I know everybody says that we've got God's team, and I'm not really that good, but, you know, they, they recruit just as well as we do, and so, I mean, that's going to be a challenge, and it's a team with, I mean, they only lost one game, but it was the last one they were looking in, um, and now, you know, I imagine they feel like they've got new life, and so when you're playing like that, then you, you, you become a little bit more dangerous, you know, in my opinion, just going by my story even when you know what it's like to be dead and then and then you come back alive you kind of get less scared of being dead so they're gonna be ready to roll man yeah more than uh, one georgia fan I've, I've spoken with is a little bit concerned about this matchup should be a good solid game looking forward to seeing that on new year's eve all right let's take a couple of phone calls danny joins us on 680 the buck blue show hello danny what's on your mind today buddy hey, hey happy holidays buck uh, back at you real quick I Hey, so so with Faulkner going to Tech, I mean, it sort of intrigues me for the national championship game because just quoting Stetson Bennett, he was kind of the go-between when Kirby and uh, Monk would be yelling on the headsets and he'd be the buffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting Stetson now, you know, and and uh, so is Faulkner going to coach the championship game? And if uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. I I do believe though uh, Faulkner and and Monken that. They, uh, they've done such a good job working with Stetson Bennett over the last couple of years. I believe Stetson's totally ready to handle the challenge that he's going to see on New Year's Eve and beyond. If George is fortunate enough to beat the Buckeyes and move on, I think they, uh, Stetson's going to be fine uh, in-game about uh, making adjustments and handling all that, that comes at you during the course of the game. Gary joins us on 680 Buck Blue Show. Hello, Gary. Hey, brother. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, God bless uh, Mike Leach's uh, family there and all that. Uh, but we want to just do a little bit of representing on the south side and say happy birthday, brother. Oh, thanks, Gary. We uh, we appreciate that very much. Yeah, we're still down here. Yeah, we uh, we love the south side. I know you do, man. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, the birthday was yesterday. I was 39 again this year. And, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of that's that. I was told not to bring it up, so. 
Yeah. Happy birthday, Buck. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's good to be a year older, I guess. Yeah, that was Domino's comment out there, right? You've been, been paying in for a while. I mean, the alternative is the alternative's not very good, is it? Hey, one more year, one more candle. Take it. There you go. Well, no, we're not putting candles on the Oh, thing. okay, yeah. Well, it's just, we have uh, the number three and the number nine that we've used for uh, a length of time here. And those candles have burned down a little bit, but we still put the 39 up there. Looking great for 39. Bucks. Cake was awesome. Kelly, thank you so much. All right, we'll come back with a, another exciting segment. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Sleigh bells ring. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Try to squeeze it all in in this one hour. And Falcons fans, if you're a school teacher and could use an extra $500, attorney Ken Nugent and Grady Jarrett want to help you out this season. For each Falcons game, Ken is donating $500 to teachers throughout the state of Georgia to register. Go to attorneykennugent.com. One call, that's all. And don't forget to tune in and catch Grady with the locker room. That's every Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. as they recap the previous week's action. My goodness, we're running out of time. We better get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. You know, a lot of these Bulldog fans are confident and Georgia taking down Ohio State and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Then again, there's some that are a little bit concerned. Ohio State, I believe, remains a six-and-a-half-point underdog against Georgia. And do you know that the last two years, Ohio State's been favored in every single game? 25 games. The last 25, they've been the favorite. And since 2012, uh, they've been the underdog 10 times, just 10 times in 10 years. They've been the underdog. And do you know that Ohio State's 8-2 and two in those games? They play well, as the underdog, history says. And the last time they were underdog in the playoffs, 
2014. I believe that's the year they took down Alabama and Oregon to win the national title. Now, I know Herb Street, he's an Ohio State guy, and he's already getting them fired up, telling the Ohio State fans that they've got a, and I quote, a massive challenge against Georgia here in Atlanta in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Knowing that the Buckeyes, they play up as the underdog. Hope that didn't bite Georgia in the butt as a bulldog man. Yeah, favored every game over the last two seasons. And the last ten times they've been the underdog, they've won eight of the ten times. Pretty good stuff. If you're an Ohio State guy, if you're a Georgia guy, that might make you a little bit nervous. Looking forward to that game. It's going to be awesome. Can Ohio State slow down the Georgia run game? Boy, Michigan just ran through them. 250 yards they ran for. And then can Georgia, their pass defense hold up. C.J. Stroud can spin it. They've got some big play wide receivers. They're going to throw it 40 times. Going to try to put a bunch of points on the scoreboard, see if Georgia can keep pace. Those are two really uh, outstanding parts of the game. I can't look, uh, looking forward to see how that works out. Tremendous matchup in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Time for the final word. Christmas just around the corner, as you know. I believe, what, 12 shopping days left before Christmas? And if you've got a bulldog in your life, want to recommend my book, Inside the Hedges. You can go to InsideTheHedges.com and purchase the book there. And we'll have some pre-Christmas book signings. Uh, just scheduled one a couple days ago. We're going to be at the Governor's Gun Club in Kennesaw on Thursday the 22nd from 6 to 8. But if you can't get by to one of these book signings, you can pick it up online at InsideTheHedges.com. That's going to do it for the show today. Man, it went by fast. Hope you'll join me tomorrow. And we'll do it again. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Well, thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.